0: All right. So, guys, we're going to be, you know, recapping football, basketball and baseball on this show just to kind of, you know, get them all out of the way. I did the math real quick. Assuming we watched every single one of those games in all three sports and four teams for (laughs) men's and women's, that's about 350 hours spent watching tech sports this week or this year, this week, this week, this week, (laughs) would be impressive because 350 hours is 4% of a year. Wow. Uh, 4% okay. of the year was spent watching tech sports. Uh, and how much happiness do you think you could buy with 4% of the year that we deprived ourselves of because 0%. of these tech
1: teams? Exactly 0%. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> can I I can point exactly to the only time I took joy from tech athletics in the last 12 months, uh, maybe 12 months, maybe 9 or 10, is when a uh, lady came in and got us to overtime. That was the last time I took joy in any <laughs> oh, tech sports related.
2: That was great. And even that's bittersweet because Liddy's at UAB now.
3: Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, at least they're not in the conference anymore.
1: It hurts worse. Because they went to a better conference. Uh... Does it hurt the most, though? Was being so close and having so much to say and watching her walk away. (laughs) I never know if it could have been. And not saying that loving you is what I was trying to do. Oh, my God. (laughs)
0: Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Go Tech Please Untie podcast, a show devoted to tech going and hopefully not dying. I'm Nathan. I'm Evan. Matt. I'm Courtney. Yeah, and we've all come together to recap this past academic year of tech sports, having baseball just wrapped up. It means we're in the offseason now, and uh, I, you know, just haven't been paying attention for, you know, 11 and a half, 12 months. Uh, we had at least one good team, right?
2: Uh, no.
1: Maybe bowling. Oh. Maybe bowling. That about maybe. wraps it up for let's... this episode of the GoTek. <laughs> well, wait,
3: softball was pretty good, right? Nope. Okay, yeah. we'll cut that out then.
2: No, no, leave it. That needs to be left in. <laughs> uh, where do you guys want to start? You want to go chronologically? You want Chron- to go to the order well, of most sadness? I don't know. Well, then we can agree maybe. on
3: the order of most sadness. Chronological.
2: Well, I think, I think either way we're starting with football, right? Yeah, That's, chronological.
1: Yeah,
0: let's go... Let's go calendar year just, just so that we have a defined order. I just want to
1: say that we did take last week off, prepare our bodies this.
0: <laughs> yeah. And yeah, we went on a, on a juice cleanse out in the wilderness to clear our minds.
2: Yeah, we, we did the darkness retreat like Aaron Rodgers to decide <laughs> to go to the Jets for whatever reason. I'm going to run through the preseason uh, predictions here. All right. Uh, which for football, there's a few. There's the Vegas predictions. The over-under was set at four and a half wins. Conference USA coaches poll predicted, or I think it was the media poll actually predicted that we would be ninth um, in conference. So not very good. I predicted we'd go six and six. Matt also predicted six and six. Nathan predicted seven and five and Josh, who's not here, but he predicted five and seven and he was closest. Uh, Obviously we end up going three and nine, which was 10th in the conference. So we underperformed every single expectation that we had. And, yeah, with that, I'll turn it over to y'all. Oh, it went poorly.
3: It did
0: go poorly. That said, we were all together at the opening game in Missouri.
3: And it was a lot of fun.
0: Yeah. A lot of barbecue.
3: Um,
1: A lot of barbecue. A lot of barbecue. A lot of of Pepto-Bismol. So, first...
3: (laughs) The Truman Library was nice. It was.
1: It was very good. That game did not go well. It was pretty much over, but the, well, it was over fairly quickly. At first, it was kind of competitive. I'm not going to go blow by blow for every game. We'll be here forever. It, it didn't get started off on the right foot, but I didn't expect us to beat zoo. And those who've been living under a rock, it was Cumbies, our new head coach. Well, one year in head coach, now Sonny Cumbie. It was his first game, first year. Looking back now, it makes sense why Tech was so bad, but... I sure thought that they were going to be better than a three win team.
0: Right. Yeah. And that Missouri game, I mean, we'd led tech did after the first quarter. 3-0. Oh yes. And of course, Missouri outscored the Bulldogs 24 to seven before halftime in the second quarter. And you know, just didn't look back. From I there. Thought, so yeah, that. I thought
1: that, that the, okay. So there were some fourth down stops in this game and I thought, Oh, okay. This is good. Down stops. It's sort of competitive. So that bodes well going into conference play. Maybe they will be better they weren't.
3: I mean, we we had a lot of like moments that were good moments that looked like it was outside of what this team was as a whole for the year, but it just never felt like a cohesive team. Like it never felt like all the cylinders were clicking. Um
2: yeah, I mean, if you look at like the Clemson game, right? Like we're doing pretty well first half and then it just fell apart, but um. Yeah, there were times that this football team seemed like okay, maybe they're gonna turn the corner, and it just didn't happen. Um,
3: well, and I personally thought that UTEP was going to be a turning point.
1: There's so much for that,
2: right? After getting humiliated by South Alabama so the week good. before,
3: Ugh. we played God. so well against UTEP. That was, I think, that was the one podcast I was on because that was that was the weekend of uh, Evan's Shout out wedding. To my wedding. Yeah. Um, so I you
0: need to get married more often.
3: Yeah, clearly.
0: Yeah, shit.
3: Uh, <laughs> but like after the UTEP game, like I was, hey, if we can keep this up, then we may have a good chance to do something. And then UTEP also sucked, so there's that.
0: Yeah, and and then also the Bulldogs almost losing that game by giving up 21 points in the fourth quarter. Right. To only win by 10. I mean, it was still a comfortable enough win, but. Could have been much, much worse had that not been the case because, yeah, the next week was the blowout loss at North Texas and then the two overtime games. The one-point loss to Rice, that was the Landry-Liddy, that was the Columbia Blue uniforms, homecoming. Hmm. Mm -mm -mm. Uh, A great game and a great atmosphere and everything, but coming up just short in overtime
2: sucked, but we had Liddy. Yeah, Matt mentioned Liddy coming in and, like, I was there in the stadium and well, y'all were too. Yeah. We were there. Yeah.
3: We were in the band.
2: Um, Yeah. I mean, the the energy was like fucking electric when he came in and threw that touchdown pass. Um, And I love going for two. I'll never, I'll never question that call there. You know, it's homecoming. You're (laughs) you've, you've run all the plays you can run with your freshman third string quarterback. Right. Like, yeah. So I don't have an issue with that. I do have an issue with, you know, fucking losing to FIU again. You know, never want to do that. Um, it seems like teams that need their first FBS win in a long time have gotten it against us these past two years, which is very annoying. Yeah. Then that MTSU game, we looked great. Like, what?
3: Yeah. <laughs> Where that comes from? Completely inconsistent throughout the year. Like, and do you blame that on coaching? Do you blame that on players or a combination? Um, cause we had talent a on the team and I mean, the team is also getting used to a new set of coaches. So there's room for growth. I think that I will knock on wood that and say that I think we have only room to improve at this point. Um, and hope for that this upcoming season.
2: I think the biggest thing for me is so before we had quarterback injury issues, we had like a quarterback carousel thing going on with Matthew Downing and Parker McNeil. And like, you know, by the time we settle on Parker McNeil, we're like one and four. Right. right. I mean, so, and Matthew Downing nope. was not it.
3: No,
1: right. He worries me because company thought he was clearly it. Not good.
2: Yeah. And from everything we've heard from like people watching practice and stuff, Matthew Downing was like neck and neck with McNeil, but like you got it. You got to recognize like the game, the in game, so and and Cumbie's supposed to be like this quarterback whisperer. So I think that's like the biggest question mark coming out of year one, is like okay, we wasted half the season playing like two quarterbacks, you know, um, and there were some decision making issues at times too. But it's his first year as a full time head coach, so hopefully those will be a little bit less um, um, likely here in year sure, two.
0: Yeah, that and the the transfer coming in with Lodi leaving especially, and then. Hank Bachmeyer, the Boise State transfer coming in. You kind of have you have a this is the guy, unless he royally fucks it up in camp. This is the guy. <laughs> no, he's uh, the guy, for sure. So yeah, unless he, he I'm trying to think of a plausible scenario. Um
3: Unless he goes out there and snaps his femur into two, he should be the guy.
2: Don't, please, no, don't. Why don't you do this to <laughs> us? Jesus.
3: Oh, I'm sorry, too dark.
2: <laughs> but yeah, so
0: that, that shouldn't be. I we're not here to preview next season, but that Hopefully, one of these things that really plagued us last year won't be around. Um, Just to kind of finish out the year, Tech beats Middle Tennessee, but then loses the last three games, including a blowout loss to UTSA, a close loss to Charlotte, and a 10-point loss to UAB right there at the end of the year.
3: Yeah, just started off, had some momentum, had some moments where we were really hopeful, and then it kind of just fizzled out and dissipated and left us just... I don't know. Oh, it got to the point where I wasn't even looking forward to football games because I knew what the outcome was going to be. Yeah.
2: yeah, That UTSA game was kind of (laughs) like, do I really need to watch this? Um, But instead of ending on a bad note, I want to ask everybody what, what's your high point of the football season? Pick out, pick out one memory or moment. I know Matt, you've said one. I've said one that we agree on, but Nathan and Courtney,
1: do y'all have anything else?
3: Wait, what did you guys say?
1: Well, we both, we both talked about Lydia. Oh, right. I went with that. I went with the uh, game against Rice where he came off the bench and got us to overtime.
3: Well, I really enjoyed, so I enjoyed the UTEP game. That was the one that I think I paid the closest attention to because Nathan wasn't watching it. And he told me to take notes and stuff. Um, And it was an exciting game. I mean, it was very chaotic the whole time and exciting. Um... I also, this isn't really, I don't know, I guess this isn't necessarily related to the game, but I very much enjoyed the homecoming game and just being back at the Joe and like back in that element, because it's been a while since I've been to a game. Yeah. Or I've been to a game in the Joe, I should say, because we, we obviously we all went to Mizzou. Right.
0: Yeah. I, Liddy's, like, I'm trying to find another moment in this year that I felt really good about, but the Liddy coming off, just being in the stadium, it's been a long time, to- I I have not been to many tech games on campus lately. It's like since having graduated and moved across the country, but being in there, it felt different than every other football game I had been to since maybe even 2012, that energy turned. There was a bit of everyone's really excited just when he got put in, not even before he even did anything. It was a something's happening. That's Liddy. Well, he's coming in, everyone's getting excited. And then to have him come in and actually deliver and, bring us to overtime if, if nothing else is insane. And that was a highlight real moment in a season that did not have many of them
2: for sure. Indeed.
0: So my answer is
2: <laughs> you move to basketball.
3: <laughs> Same all around.
2: Yeah, yeah. Let's move to basketball.
3: So I was uh, sort of kind of re-listening to the basketball preview podcast earlier, and you guys were really optimistic about this basketball season.
1: How'd that mm. go? Yeah.
2: Uh, <laughs> Well, it didn't go super well. Conference USA coaches or media or whatever predicted Tech would be sixth in men's basketball. Uh, we ended up being ninth after a disastrous finish in conference play um, that, you know, maybe a little bit impacted by our best player getting kicked off the team in the middle of the week.
3: Uh, yeah, that was less than just ideal. A,
2: just a weird, just a weird, weird season. Because even before that, we weren't great, but we weren't like terrible we you know we fought well against FAU on the road in Kobe Williams last game but you know then you kick him off the team and guys can't win you know without him which makes sense but it's just weird as a fan to be like okay I guess he did something real bad but they're not going to tell us what and now our team sucks so yeah uh, okay
3: how many transfer or how many people transferred out from the, basketball the whole entire team is going to be
2: different, basically.
3: That's what I thought.
2: Crawford's still here. That's that's good. That's it. Yeah, I, I don't know. We'll have a lot to preview in October for men's basketball. Oh,
3: boy. I mean, um, we're going to also have a lot. We can segment back to this, but it also seems like we're going to have a lot to preview for baseball because a lot of them transferred, too.
2: Well, yeah, but.
0: That's kind of normal for baseball. <laughs> having in, it, at, people it in and out hasn't the door.
2: been normal for tech but it's also like not our starters that are transferring if that makes sense it's more like guys who for whatever reason didn't work out anyway we'll get to baseball, anyway, we'll yeah, get to baseball. We can. here's the thing i want to
0: talk about with basketball just as a season-long trend is all the overtime games starting with the stephen f austin loss in overtime in december 14th the loss Sorry, the win at Rice in January, early January, another January overtime win against Western Kentucky, an overtime loss at FAU in February uh, near the end of the regular season, a lo- a win at home in overtime at FIU. And then, of course, we had to have one in the tournament as well, also to FIU with a win of 81 to 76 in overtime there. It just felt like it wasn't every game. Right. But it felt like nearly every game was going to overtime.
2: Yeah, it was it was rough, especially because like that FIU win in overtime was like, please just let us win because we were on a six game losing streak before that. We got it done in that game and then got it done against FIU again in overtime in the conference tournament. But um yeah, speaking of trends like season long, I mean, my main issue with this team, I think this season was that they really lacked identity. We came in kind of expecting Talvin Hester to be a more defensive coach uh than we were used to with Conkle, but the effective field goal percentage on Ken Palm that Tech allowed was 325th in the nation this year. So like that is almost the worst. It's like 350-ish teams I want to say. So that is about as far down as you can be defensively in like the biggest stat category for Ken Palm. Um, did force a lot of turnovers though, but just really bad at defending, and that's not something we expected going into this year.
3: Yeah, it just – uh I really missed Kenny this year. Not Kenny Hunter, but, you know, Kenny Lofton Jr.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. definitely.
3: Because uh, especially after seeing how good the Grizzlies did and just seeing him do his thing and it just – I don't know. It's like – it was a sad year. Uh, I was sad.
2: Yeah, Kenneth Lofton Jr. is about to be named the point guard of that team as soon as John Moran gets <laughs> kicked out of the league or whatever. but um <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah, definitely missed Lofton on this team, right? It, it, there wasn't a lot of fun to watch in this team either for a lot of this season. So it was kind of like knockout, drag out fights. Um, even when we did win a couple games, but the longest win streak after conference play started is two games. So it just there wasn't like a big feeling of this team's hot, they're go- they're going on a run. Like, no, we're basically, if you take any five-game chunk of conference play, we're like two and three or worse <laughs> in all of them. So, yeah, just, just not a great season.
0: I'm really grateful for that FIU overtime one at the end of the year, just because it means that we only have a one-game tack losing streak rather than a four-game had that game gone the yeah, other way. Yeah, that's actually
2: something I wanted to bring up, too. We lost six games at home this year. Six. And... I wish there was an easy way for me to see when the last time that happened was, uh, cause it's probably, it's probably been a while.
0: Right. Yeah. I really felt that first game at home. That was a loss. The Stephen F. Austin overtime game in uh, mid December was kind of a real turning point for this season and a real kind of, okay, this is what that team will be after getting blown out in Laramie, Wyoming, a couple days before coming back home thinking, all right, let's, let's kind of be a goldfish to quote Ted Lasso and forget about it. And, uh, and do our own thing, and and we're back home. So we'll win, and then to lose that game, and then losing at UTEP the next week. Granted, we recovered from a little bit. That's not where our loss streak started, but that really kind of set the tone for this entire year before conference play really even got started.
2: I think the last time we lost more than six games at home was 2008, when we were six and 24 overall. Oh no! We lost a fucking centenary at home. Oh
3: goodness!
2: <laughs> what year was that? 2008.
3: 2008 i was in middle school
2: yeah that was the year before i went to Texas. i thought it might have been 2009 because we weren't great that year but we only lost five hey, that's games pretty rough that year. or four actually yeah four games at home that year
3: Whew. well hopefully next year will be better
0: <laughs> a similar thing with football a first year head coach figuring out how to be a head coach of a division one program uh transfers will come in and uh completely revamp the team it won't look like what it looked like this past year for better or for worse hopefully for better uh but yeah to do the actual preview is a, a bit early to do right now
2: yeah for sure especially since like the roster is still being constructed like we're getting transfers in you know there's there's transfers being discussed on bleed tech blue currently but i know one that's public is daniel batcho from texas tech he's a it's a tall center um one thing's for sure Calvin Hester went out, and he wanted to get um, he wanted to get length in the lineup because we're gonna have like a six foot eight or taller lineup next year, which is pretty different for us. But um, who won't have a six foot eight lineup is the women's team, the Lady Texters. Don't know that. That I mean, it would be great. I guess to be very <laughs> dominant. Um, but they were predicted to finish second in Conference USA um, this year by the media. And finished fifth. So again, underperforming. Yeah, I don't know how many thoughts we'll have about this season, but we went 19 and 13 overall, 12 and 8 in conference. Looked good at times, but just, you know, couldn't couldn't keep it together for long stretches and you know dominate like we expected at the beginning of the year.
0: Yeah, and unlike a year ago where they advanced all the way to the finals in the conference USA tournament and were one-win away from making the Women's March Madness, they were one and done in Frisco, 10-point loss to UTEP, and then they got a bid to the WNIT, which was kind of surprising to me, but they were one and done there as well, losing by 22 to Arkansas in Fayetteville. Uh, yeah, this was a team to me that, it was really about two players, Keanu Walker and Analar Roberson. Robertson. Yeah, yeah uh, and
2: Roberson was hurt for about half the season, so that right. did not
0: help. Yeah, she was only able to play 23 games of the 32-game schedule. And it was also a thing, when they were hot, the team was unbeatable, and when one of them was having an off night, or God forbid, both, Tech was a very, very beatable team.
2: Yep.
3: Yeah. Were they seniors?
2: Keanu Walker is. I don't okay. think Roberson is. Yeah, Roberson's a junior. Or was a junior. I mean, I don't know how much longer uh, the store's, like, leash is, right? Like they, I don't know how long their contract is, but they're, um, you know... Uh, not really producing to the level that we've expected. And maybe we just shouldn't expect that anymore at this point. You know, <laughs> Well, that seems but,
3: to be way too downer for this.
2: <laughs> I mean, I think our expectations have gone from like, we should be a tournament team to we should be like top four in conference USA, which is not a good women's basketball conference anyway. Uh, and we finished fifth. So I think it's fair to say that. I
0: think where that... Desire is not the right word, but I think where that expectation is, it's based on how long you've been following the lady texters.
2: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. By the time
0: I got on campus, they were all well into the shadow of their prior selves and were not a threat to make the NCAA tournament, at least the first few years I was there. But if you were around even the early or the mid 2000s, late 2000s, even if they weren't quite reaching the highs they had before they were at least, you know, sniffing that same level of success. And it has just kind of gone downhill from there and has not built back up. And those banners are nice, but they feel like they belong to a different program now.
1: Yeah. Well said.
2: If you look back at, so I arrived at tech fucking 14 years ago, Jesus. Um, So between – like the time elapsed between like when I arrived at Tech and now is longer than the last time the Texters were in the national championship game, right? They were in the national championship game in 1998. They lost and they were in the final four in 1999. So like that's just – that makes me feel A, old because it's been 14 years. But also (laughs) like this program is going on, you know, almost – 30 years from those highs right like we're not quite at 30 years yet but it's been a long time since those highs and uh we did make the ncaa tournament in uh 2010 and 2011 but since then you know not not much not much to go on
3: And last year i mean well not this year but the previous like both teams made it into the conference championship and you know i it was I feel like it was a really exciting time and then just to get let down and then leading into this year with this whole year, just kind of being a letdown. It's like, uh, would really like just some sort of
2: relief. Yeah. Well, luckily we have baseball to talk about now. Uh, baseball, baseball? our our shining light, our, Uh, our golden calf.
3: Yeah. Yeah. uh, Where do we start uh, with baseball? baseball The biggest
1: disappointment (laughs) out of all of these.
3: Arkansas was, um, had a great time except for it being so cold at those games.
2: Shout out my girl Leah. Got to meet her yeah. for the yeah. first time. That was cool. Had some Eureka to pizza with the, the bros. Bus. Got to ride a, ride to a brewery on a damn church bus. I Multiple. We brewery a
3: hopped on a church bus.
2: I don't think we went yeah. to any baseball games, Wait, though, right? That wasn't why we were there.
3: No, 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 no. There's no baseball.
2: Does Arkansas even have a baseball team? <laughs>
3: it was great.
0: Yeah. Anyway, not the point of <laughs> this conversation, because yeah, we're here to preview the team that ended up finishing twenty-eight and thirty-one on the year, three games below 500 but right at 500 in conference play.
2: yeah. Uh, if you if
0: you say something with an optimistic tone of voice, it becomes optimistic.
2: Sure. <laughs> yeah, I mean, very convincing. The hype going into this season, we're uh, we're first predicted first uh, by Conference USA media. And we finished seventh, by the way, out of ten. So not, not good. Uh, you know, the hype going into the season was obviously misplaced, right? We we lost some program all time greats, Taylor Young, Steele Netterville. We had fucking three pitchers drafted in the first ten rounds of the MLB draft. Like that's that's hard to replace, and we should have seen that writing on the wall earlier, but. You know, we we brought in transfers, damn it. And uh, it didn't work out the way we anticipated. And this is another team that just like they couldn't find a groove, which was the most frustrating thing because they showed flashes at times, but just could not keep it going, especially in conference play.
3: Well, and then wasn't was it McConnell that ended up getting taken out for the season? Yes.
2: Yes. McConnell was suspended for something.
3: Yeah. For the season.
0: I think that's the official document. Yeah. <laughs> the official document says he was suspended for, in quotes, something. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
3: It,
0: I mean, that that's a big part of it. When we lost so many pieces, losing another one is yeah. is Losing hard.
2: your best player that's still on the team, you know, at least right. position player.
3: But, I mean, we had some shining lights on the team that were, you know, um, just, I don't know, left me hopeful for what is to come in the future, but a names right now are escaping me. I'm just thinking of a couple of the ones that walked on this year and like, just were great.
0: Yeah. I've got one or I've got one pitcher and one batter in mind specifically. And it's the same guy, Ethan Bates. Yes. A junior this year. All Americans about transfers and, and things like that. It's a little early, but if he's back next year, I'm excited.
2: Oh yeah. I mean, he's, he's the guy that you like, you shine the spotlight on, you know, next season. Um, I don't know if we're going to move him, like, he's a really good pitcher, but he's also a pretty good batter.
3: Well, I think it's going to depend heavily on what our pitching staff looks like. This year, we struggled.
0: (laughs) He led the team in OPS on the year. (laughs) You can't take away his bat.
2: Yeah. Yeah,
3: I I mean, mean, you could, but. He he led relievers
2: out of the bullpen in ERA. You could DH. You could, like, he could be Shohei, right? Like, it could be. He could pitch Friday night and then and then DH Saturday sure. and Sunday. I pitch every
0: day, every at and, bat. You know, he's maybe the only he's... guy on the field. Can
3: you pitch and bat <laughs> in the same game, or is that not allowed in college? I don't know. Can you get rid of a designated hitter and just have your pitcher hit? I know you can in the MLB. I believe
0: so. Usually the rule is that if you do that, you're not allowed to use a DH later in the game. So if you take him out to replace him with another pitcher, you would then either have to bat that pitcher or take the pitcher out of the game to replace him with a pinch hitter. There was
2: something weird, though, in one of our, like, in the super long game we played where um, Bates was in for, like, four innings and then he went out as the pitcher but somehow stayed in like that that i think it was fau right their announcer was like well he's gonna have to come out of the lineup now but then he was up to bat like next inning and he was like i guess they figured it out so i i don't know what the rule <laughs> is but he didn't either so yeah uh, maybe maybe the umpires were just sleepy because it was such a long game that they just they're like no this is Bethan eights <laughs> uh he's he's different yeah, overall not what we wanted the season to be for sure. Um obviously we we want to be back in regionals, we want to be in the hosting conversation and that just was very clearly not the case this year like after at least after the Arkansas series, right? If not before that. Yeah.
3: And I think in a year that, you know, Sands football last year, we I mean, we had basketball teams that made it to the conference championship we had a baseball team that hosted a regional like going from last year's momentum to this year was just i don't know it just disappointing i guess is the best word to use but it just felt like not natural for us because like baseball has been that team that we can always like we've been able to look forward to um, at least since I've been at tech or since I started at tech in twenty fourteen.
0: Yeah, there were some dark days not too long before that. Right. Yeah. It's a Fifteen and thirty-five overall record in, in twenty fourteen.
3: Um, I came in at a good time because the base the baseball team started being good and then the football team was good that year. That was the first year of the bowl streaks. So yeah, it's just it's weird getting into a slump of tech sports, especially whenever I started, it was like such a hot time
2: yeah so i i think i went to seven tech baseball games this season uh the one the one win i saw the one went one and six was an 11th inning win over northwestern uh five to four northwestern at the time was like oh and 12 or something was that remember, they
3: didn't have a baseball coach
2: well they had a head coach but their whole other staff quit right and Tech won the other two games by a combined score of 30 to 14, but that middle game, which I went to uh, to see um, Emily, shout out my future sister-in-law Emily, uh, former Tech bowler, uh, graduate, and then stayed for the baseball game, and we won five to four <laughs> over a really bad team, so... Almost went 0-7 on the season because I was at all three Arkansas games and all three Dallas Baptist games, and those games were probably the worst six of the entire season.
3: Yeah. Picked some good ones to go to. Yeah,
0: I'm still sad I wasn't able to fly out to Dallas to go see those DBU games, but I I already saw those games. I they just happened to happen in Fayetteville instead. It was right. the <laughs> exact same thing.
2: Basically. Yeah, and I also went to a Rangers game, Nathan, so you did miss out. I did. Yeah. No. I, I, I went to four baseball games in one week. I would have had some more barbecue too. So you know That's that's true. <sighs> um all right. One happy one happy memory sure. for the season, y'all. We can't leave can this down for too
1: long. It ended. Okay.
2: <laughs> oh come on. Okay, I'm going for one more like actually. Well, I didn't really have much to
1: say during uh women's basketball or men's basketball for that matter. I I'm not really a basketball guy baseball I can't think of a single solitary one all right
0: I've got you on April 28th Tech played Middle Tennessee and I'm not picking this game because Tech out hit Middle Tennessee 21 to 11 I'm not out I'm not picking this game because Tech out scored Middle Tennessee 18 to 8 not because Justin Williams a guy who you probably don't even recognize the name of on the roster hit two home runs or that Ethan Bates Brody Drost and Will Safford also hit home runs I'm picking this game because Logan McLeod got hit by pitch three times
1: in this game. <laughs>
3: oh my God, poor Logan Causing
1: McLeod.
2: La-Tech at LaTeX baseball. There's it's an episode of Boy times. Meets
1: World where Eric Matthews invests in a card for a baseball player in the majors. His name is Beansy uh, or something because he always gets hit with the he always gets beamed with the ball, and he like had the major league record <laughs> for getting the most hit by pitches. And uh, Eric Matthews had his card and he was like a couple of pitches away from hit by pitches away from hitting some incredible like 3000 hit by pitches. I'm probably butchering it. The point is he retired like one shy of it in the middle of getting hit in the head with the ball. So I'm just imagining someone getting hit by pitch three times in a game. Uh, That sounds horrible. Very painful.
3: I mean, I find it funny that Nathan picked that because, like, he's really good at getting hit by pitch when he plays softball or even, like, when he was playing Little League. <laughs> yeah,
0: I'm mad about that now, now that I think about it. Because, yeah, that was my thing in Little League. I could not hit. I could not field. I could not pitch. I could not do anything but get hit by pitch. I'm very because good at you're standing a
3: lefty.
2: there. Because you Yes. yes. But, but damn it, he stands there with the best of them.
0: Yeah. All right. And then in <laughs> softball this past – or actually a couple weeks ago, I was playing – a game, uh and this is like organized beer league softball, got hit by pitched on my back foot, and the guy's like, No, that just counts for a ball here. It's like what? <laughs> That's my whole game.
3: <laughs> can you like how many times did Logan McLeod get hit by pitch this season?
2: Ooh, we can't see. Is that, that, that a stat? That it's yeah. a stat. McLeod Logan twenty-three times.
3: Oh my god.
2: Next highest on the team was twelve. Logan McLeod just must have a really, like, hittable face. Like, the pitchers just see him, and they're like, God damn it, I want to hit that guy with the ball, (laughs) you know?
0: McLeod's 23 hit-by-pitches on the season is tied for the 11th most in college baseball. Number one is a guy who goes to George Mason in Fairfax, Virginia. uh, Uh,
3: 33
0: hit-by-pitches on the year.
3: That seems excessive, but yeah, interesting stats all around.
0: Any other positive notes from this season?
3: I always enjoy watching tech baseball. The Arkansas game was fun to be with friends and like, you know, for Evan's aunt and uncle hosting us and all that stuff. And I mean, getting to see like, you know, some of the baseball moms and stuff throughout the year is always, I don't know. They're always fun. They're always a fun group of people that are always really bright. And tech
1: got defecated on in this game. So I just can't.
2: Uh, I'm going to go with a different SEC opponent, um, old miss the defending national champions who also had a terrible year but we didn't know that at this time well <laughs> we beat them 6 to 5 we beat them 6 to 5 on february 28th and then obviously we talked about this a lot and everyone listening probably remembers but they got scared and chicken shit canceled the game after we took the lead in the 7th inning uh and they quote unquote won 4 to 3 in 6 innings on march 1st so uh that was very fun to be able to be like, man, the the like defending national champion SEC school is like afraid to finish a game against little old Tech. So that was fun.
3: But it's funny because we're not the only team they did that to.
2: Mm-hmm. Yep, it happened when they played Southern Miss as well. That was on a neutral site, but like in the second or fourth or something inning they came out and said oh the playing field's not safe to play on the surface is not safe I think that was at the
0: mississippi I braves know. stadium yeah i mentioned what i thought the turning point of the basketball season was i think it was this game against ole miss was the turning point of the baseball season because tech had only lost three games up till then had a winning record and everything and then we played northwestern those games don't count and then arkansas and then just went all downhill from there so yeah i think we can blame ole miss for our poor season
3: I'm always down to blame a Mississippi school.
2: (laughs) Welcome. All right. One last sport to talk about. We got softball and I know we don't have a ton to say about softball, but we were predicted to finish fourth in conference USA, uh, finished seventh overall and lost, uh, the play in game at our own tournament hosted at doc Billy's. And then we lost two of our best players to the transfer portal, like immediately after that game. So Sierra Sacco gone and one of the pitchers gone. So not uh, not ideal situation for softball. And, you know, again, I don't know if we have much else to say, but just kind of a.
3: It goes with the same flow as everything else this year.
0: I did see the record of 32 and 24 and went,
3: oh, you know,
2: that's not
0: bad. But that's just because of all the other sports we've talked about so far.
3: Yeah, yeah. yeah, a winning
2: yeah. season, which is nice because yeah. none of the sports we've talked about. Well, I guess women's basketball maybe had a winning season.
3: Yeah, and I mean, that's the thing that stinks about the tournament. 19 and
2: 13. Okay. So the women's sports holding it down here, getting winning seasons. Everybody else, all the major men's sports with losing seasons across the board.
3: Of course we are. Women are the best. Um, I mean, and that's the, that's the thing about like these tournaments is that you have one bad game and then that you're done. Like and baseball softball those games we know are very variable where they could go one way or another um like how you play on friday night is not going to be reflective of how you play on saturday necessarily
0: and yeah and the softball was also double elimination but not for the first round for the teams that didn't qualify for that first round by so the texters losing that first game knocked them out which
3: sucks yeah agreed but i mean and then this is kind of like, I guess, honorable mention sports. Didn't tennis do really well this year, too?
2: Yeah. Shout out tennis. And tennis bowling did, a good did job. really
3: well, as too. So it, it's not all bad, but yeah.
2: Yeah. The tennis team, I think, had a pretty historic season. Um, and I don't know. I don't actually know if bowling was mm-hmm. like, you know, I know they made it to the NCAA regionals, which is good. Um, Conference USA is adding bowling, which is exciting, I guess.
3: Yeah. Are they just uh, coaching everybody from the Southland Conference?
2: Yes. The entire Southland and then Jackson State- Jacksonville State is adding bowling. Um, mm. But they hired the coaches from McKendree University, which is like the perennial number one team. Um, right. And all their players are apparently transferring to Jacksonville State. So
3: Coos so is going to be a bowling st- yep. conference next year.
2: Yep. For sure.
0: You mentioned the historic tennis season as well. There was an eleven-game winning streak. Unfortunately, that season ended in the tournament when they lost uh four. Do we ever figure it out for sets or matches or what? Uh, okay. No.
2: Well, someone tweeted it at us at one point, but okay. I don't well, that's
0: going to be our character growth for next year as we'll learn how to understand tennis.
3: We'll learn how to tennis just how we learned how to bowl. Isn't
0: just
2: yep, we got to get a tennis player on the well, podcast. Isn't
0: tennis being replaced by pickleball worldwide now? <laughs> Oh, my God. I take your unenthusiasm as a no. All right. So any other <laughs> sports or do we want to go ahead and, and jump to the end of the show? I guess like general feelings.
3: Can I ask like a general question to the group? How do you guys feel going into next year with the conference, the new conference mates that we're going to have? Terrible.
1: I'll tell you why.
3: Okay. Well, of course. Um,
1: not that anyone cares. I, I know that I'll just be thinking tech does really well in this new look conference. That the only reason they're doing well is thanks in part to the fact that some of these or several of these new members are just now bumping up from FCS and it just won't feel the same. It's nice to win, but I'm just talking about football right now. It'll be nice to win, but it'll just feel like, man, you couldn't get it done against an Old Guard and you needed these FCS opponents, or whatever, or these. Just, it feels like, te- and maybe I'll eat my words, and Tech will just be terrible, and then I'll feel even worse. Either way, I'm not going to feel. Either way, I don't think I'm going to feel too good about how football does if they win the conference, be like, eh, not really. Kind of a kind of a shit conference. And if they do really bad, I'll feel horrible because of how bad the other teams are.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's kind of damned if you do, damned if you don't, right? Like, if we're bad, it's like, how the fuck are we bad against Jacksonville State and Sam Houston, and like. <laughs> Yeah, you know, and New Mexico's like, how are we yeah, losing? Really yeah, if we go three and nine again, like, are you kidding me? How can you go three and nine against that are, schedule? Are we there you the go. ones
3: that deserve to be in the FCS?
2: <laughs> <laughs> You're right, but like, if you end up going like seven and five, how good do you feel about that yeah. bowl berth? Right, where you have to go play a team from a different conference. I add,
1: well, I just want to add to that that Liberty's in CUSA and. I know how every, I know how a lot of people feel about this the, the university, and we're not going to comment on that. I, I get, we got nothing against the athletes; they're just trying to they're just trying to play ball. So I've got no no beef with them philosophically or anything, but it does kind of suck because they've come up really fast because they got a lot of money. They, they throw a lot of money at their sports, so I've made the comment in the group chat several times. I. Liberty's going to come in here and dominate, and Tech still won't win, uh, which will just hurt worse. I, I I hope I'm wrong. I don't know how good Liberty were last year, but I I think you put it really well based on how I started this talk after Courtney's question. Yeah,
0: here's here's my counterpoint to to that process is Tech in the older version of Conference USA, even jumping back before the three Sun Belt teams left. Going into this year, if we look at how young some of the teams that were already in our conference were, UAB's FBS program started in the early 90s. FAU, FIU, and ODU were started between 2000 and 2010. UTSA came up in 2011 yeah. and Charlotte in 2013. We weren't playing with established teams as it was. To me, nothing's really changed. I'm I'm much more happy about playing a team that, you know, might be good every now and then and has had success at the FCS level than forgetting that charlotte exists
1: yeah
2: i mean that i think the new look cusa is not great to answer your question um courtney like it's it's obviously a worse conference in pretty much everything than it was two years ago uh bowling i guess being the exclusion because we weren't even there wasn't even a bowling cusa (laughs) until this year so you know i think the opportunity is there for tech to become dominant in sports but it would have been like better if this happened in like 2014 when we were good at everything you know right um and coming off of this year and it's just a little sneak preview here but this was the first year since 2007 2008 that the men's th- main three sports have had a losing season in each sport so football men's basketball and baseball and that's like the fifth time that's happened since 1945 uh so we we've been, we've been good, or at least not bad at everything. And so this is kind of like an unprecedented thing for, for us and all of our fandom. And I think it certainly helps that Conference USA is becoming weaker in each sport next year. Might help us get out of it a little faster, right? So I think that's my outlook. Is like, sure. as long as we're winning games, yeah, I'm gonna be watching anyway, man. It might as well we might as well win, right? Yeah, I mean, so whether win or it's lose, against fucking fans you know, obviously I'd prefer for it to be against like an sec team that we're playing or whatever, but like if it's Jacksonville state, Hey, as long as we're winning, I'm, I'm happier than I am if we're losing. So, uh, you know, I certainly hope to be happier for the duration of this academic year coming up because twenty twenty two twenty three was was a rough one. Yeah,
0: you bring up a good point. As long as we're winning, we're happy. So, for an out of conference opponent next year, can we? Can we? How quickly can we add Rustin Junior High to the schedule? Not even the high school. Oh my
3: god! You mean Rutgers?
0: Not even oh, the high cool. school. No, the high school may be. Oh, so
3: not Rutgers. Got it.
0: Yeah, I.
3: <sighs> I mean, there's a lot of unknown. I think that next year is going to be a better year. I'm also just like to be optimistic, Um, but you know, I just stay positive. It'll be a better year, even if we have weaker opponents, whatever. Like if we win, we win. Then if we keep on a winning streak, who knows what can happen in the upcoming years.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: So I think that's our season academic year calendar recap show. Uh, Before we get into the end of show, it's been a little bit, but, you know, we used to do a thing called Tweet of the Week, so uh, I think we should do a Tweet of the Week. So this week's Tweet of the Week, I think it was you, Evan, who tweeted initially after the baseball team was eliminated from the tournament, uh, a colon and then an open parenthesis, just a, a frowny face. The Rustin Voice Twitter account, I'm not sure if I've seen around before, uh, tweeted at us saying, don't cry because it's over, smile because it's finally over.
1: Very good. Yeah. That's <laughs> really good.
2: Yeah, it definitely fits the theme of the show anyway.
1: Yeah.
3: Yeah. Um, shout out to Evan for your, uh, I, I would say, tweet of the month for the Pride uh, shirt tweet. That was really good. I was laughing my ass off.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, that about wraps it up for this episode. No, of I'm the glad go- you're doing this because I really got to go to the toilet. <laughs>
0: staying in then. Well, that about wraps it up for this episode of the Go Tech Please and Die podcast. As always, you can follow us on Twitter at G-O-T-E-C-H-P-L-S-D-N-T-D-I-E or head to our blog gtpdd.dog where you will probably have some off-season content hitting the blog pretty soon. But even until then, you can hit up the shop gtpdd.dog slash shop where you can get the sh- the, jurn, the June shirt of the month, Wow! a band of pride, it being pride month and all gay pride theme shirt and it includes a uh, bulldog, some uh, the words band of pride, the music notes that I believe it was from the first trumpet part of the fight song, the fight, fight, fight for all red and blue. That's on there comes in both the rainbow flag version and uh, several other uh, LGBT flags. So check that out. And get it while it's $5 off in the month of June. slash
3: And another note for those shirts is that every shirt that is purchased as $1 of it goes towards the Trevor project. Yes. Nice. Yeah. And cool. We'll probably end up also making a gtpdd contribution as well, but your purchase also supports them.
2: And also of note, there are tank tops too, right? Yes, men's yes. and
0: women's style tank tops are also now in the shop.
3: I'm really proud of these shirts.
2: <laughs> <laughs> proud. Nice. Yeah, uh-huh. Nice.
0: <laughs> but yeah, I think that's everything for this week. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what we'll do in future oh, weeks with yeah. this show. The off season's always a wild time. Well, Josh
3: side? has a full list, so True. sounds like we're not yeah, going to have to fucking
2: show up if he wants to use this list. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs>
0: But until next time, I'm Nathan. <coughs> I'm Evan. I'm Matt. I'm Courtney. And go tech. Please don't die.
3: I read more than 356 hours this past year, though.
0: Probably read more than 356
1: books. I have not read yeah. a book since grad school. Not even
3: kidding. Well, Matt, I need to introduce you to the type of books I read. You probably. <laughs> and I'm going to leave it at that. <laughs>
1: Sure, as hell, hope they're not what I think they are. They're all biblical.
0: They're all just, you know, <laughs> just theses of the Bible. on. <laughs> it's just the book of Ezekiel over and yeah, over just, again. <laughs> I don't get it. It's not even one of the good ones.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's rereading fucking Malachi over here. Like, what the hell's going on, man? I'm <laughs> a start.
3: Nah, revelations on repeat, man. <laughs>
0: no, no, that's it. You don't got to read the books. You got to watch the anime and put on some veggie tales.
1: Um, I only have two books on my nightstand Ronald Reagan, A Life of Trouble, Ronald Reagan's <laughs> Life. And, uh, in the Kama Sutra. Had a sp- <laughs>